Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. I'm Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon. Once again, LSU is going to have a home game, which means plenty of recruits rolling in. But Shay, I'd be remiss if we didn't lead off with probably the news of Wednesday as we're recording this, which is the first on three recruiting prediction machine pick has gone in for Bryce Underwood, the number one player in the country in the class of 2025. Our Josh Newberg shifted that RPM from what was a heavy Michigan lead with all the visits he's made over his high school career to Ann Arbor. Now, LSU sits in the lead on the on three RPM for Bryce Underwood. Yeah, and look, Josh Newberg did the same with George McIntyre at Alabama. I think he's saying, hey, look, this is how I think the dominoes could fall. From my perspective, Billy, I don't think you and I have changed at all. We've thought all along that this was an LSU versus Michigan battle. He named a top seven. A number of those schools in the top seven already have quarterbacks committed uh, for 2025. Uh, schools like Colorado and Oregon have legacies and top 100 players committed. So you can kind of narrow down the list pretty quickly. And I think it's still LSU, Michigan. And we said it on the prior podcast. I think LSU and even I think that if you asked EJ Holland on the Michigan side, and we have both would say 51-49, if that's what gives somebody a lead, that LSU would have it right now. And what I lean back on, Billy, is that I've always talked about early on that Bryce said he wanted to play in the SEC. LSU is that one school he warmed up to that he has not made a visit game visit to Michigan this year, and the Ohio State game would be the only one remaining he could. And Belleville has won back-to-back state titles, and that would be state championship weekend, so wouldn't really be able to make that one. And LSU's gotten him to campus not only for a game, but four times in six months with his entire family. So it just seems with a date set that LSU, all those fit together and they look great. Then you have – sort of a strong argument for both sides of Michigan. Hey, look, undefeated. We're probably going to the playoffs. We can win the conference championship to LSU, who's saying we have the number one offense in America and our quarterback has more yards than anybody in college football and is in the Heisman race just as J.J. McCarthy is, uh, but putting up way bigger numbers. And I think that that in season, like forget six and three, Bryce Underwood would care, cares way more about seeing what LSU's offense is doing than them being six and three and losing in games where the defense gave up a bunch of points. Like by the time he gets to campus, it's a totally different de- defense. So I, yeah, my, I'm not putting in a pick right now, but I'm, I would lean LSU. Yep. I, I think we're on the same page. Uh, even 51 49 sounds like an LSU score. So that makes a lot of sense uh, right now too. But I, I, but, uh, I, I sh- yeah, I know. Yeah, that's my one attempt at a joke this year, I guess. Um, uh, LSU has done a really nice job recruiting Bryce Underwood. There's no question about it. And, and and Michigan has, too. That's, you know, a guy they have to show a lot of priority to with him being 
you know, not only the number one player in the state, but number one player in the country. I uh, am in the same boat as you, no pick from me yet. Um, and, you know, still think LSU would be the pick if he made that decision today. I, and we've talked with EJ Holland, our, our Michigan reporter a lot, and Zach uh, Libby uh, interviewed Bryce Underwood this weekend, and he had some great things to say about the LSU visit. Um, noteworthy, he said he's not really concerned about what's going on with the whole sign-stealing thing. Uh, I guess that's probably something that he would cross that bridge when he gets to it, if that means Harbaugh isn't there. Because, I, like, until there's a coaching change, it just seems... I don't know what I don't know what's going to happen with that, and neither does Bryce, and a lot of people don't. So he's probably just playing it along as it goes. But I think for me, EJ and I share the same opinion. We're wondering when some school is going to get him on campus in December that isn't in LSU, Michigan, yeah. and he's going to go su- check out some other program, and it's going to set the whole thing on fire. I think if that if there is that going to happen that it would be Florida State they were the one school that was put on his top seven that he's never visited that you know there hasn't been any articles written about it and I think in part Florida State has a quarterback committed he's a three-star guy obviously Bryce Underwood would be a take but if I'm picking that dark horse out of his top seven there could have been a lot of other schools he threw in that seventh spot he threw an FSU a school that again he's never even visited and we haven't heard talked about much so that could be something to watch. I'll also say it's been interesting. LSU's only been after George McIntyre and Bryce Underwood. Uh, they only have three offers out. They offered Tavian St. Clair and he committed to Iowa State like right then or whatever. And those are the top three quarterbacks in the country. Michigan has nine offers out and they just hosted and offered Carter Smith out of Florida. He's a really good player. LSU's had him on campus. We watched him throw in summer camp like Joe Sloan's had him around, but didn't offer. And whether it was Hussein Longstreet or now Carter Smith, they have Michigan has offered guys. So it's not as if it's almost like Michigan is thinking, okay, if Bryce leaves, here's this guy or, you know, whatever. So I'd be really interested. I'm going to continue to monitor like what happens if Michigan takes a quarterback? Like it could happen. It's not out of the realm of possibility if they like a guy like, Smith or anyone else that they've offered and are hosting on visits right now, like on weekends, if they just said, all right, we're taking him, uh, you know, before January, does that happen? I don't know, but it uh, certainly would make for, this hasn't had enough twists and turns yet. It's like, when does that come? Yeah, that's, that's what I've been saying for a while. I'm like, wait, and look, one thing that was kind of, has been consistent for the most part that he is, done a good job of focusing on his junior season. It's for him, it is pretty much all about getting to a state championship again and winning it and staying undefeated and doing all those things. Michigan starts their seasons earlier and ends their season earlier than probably, I mean, everybody up North probably has to do that because of super serious snow. And so that does kind of leave a lot of those back half of the season games out in terms of him visiting. I think he's been to Michigan a ton. It is noteworthy that he hasn't been. Doesn't really like affect me either way when I when I look at Bryce. I know it's so right you're down saying the road. if a Louisiana kid did not visit who lives within an hour, so New Orleans Lafayette, if they didn't visit for a single game all season, that you would say that wouldn't really matter. 
It it depends on like the recruitment. I mean, obviously, like I th- I think just with Bryce having been to Michigan, like he landed from Baton Rouge after the Bayou Splash, turned around and visited Michigan like the next day, right as that dead period ended. He probably was tired, but he still went. I don't know. That, just for me, maybe it just doesn't really like impact. It, it is noteworthy. It just doesn't impact how this could play out in the end. I mean, if we're sitting here saying LSU and Michigan are battling it out neck and neck. No, no doubt. I'm just saying if, yeah. it, if the shoe were on the other foot here, if um, you ne- if whomever, I don't care, you know, let's just make it up. Uh, let's say, let's say Wardell Mack, right? Or someone like that, you know, a guy who is willing to go, like, let's just say Ricky Collins, for instance. Or, you know, I don't even know the best comp for this, but someone in Louisiana who's a quarterback. If he visits another school on the other side of the country four times in six months, brings his whole family every time and goes to a game, but never drives from New Orleans to Baton Rouge for a single game all year, that it that wouldn't be noteworthy at least. Like, I'm, I almost I feel like we gloss over that. I said like, it. if I'm Michigan, I'm like, we've invited you to every game. You haven't come to a game. Yeah, I've I said it was noteworthy. I just didn't think in in terms of the overall. No, decision, I don't think like, yeah. like if he picks Michigan on January sixth, he can go to every single home game the next year. Yeah, well, he'll, not he'll, like he'll be at every game for the next four years, game. anyways, because he'll be on the team. So yeah, exactly. So I just I just think it's it is such an interesting recruitment because for a number one player, I mean, it's been quiet. It's been just not many like just not much going on outside of. LSU Michigan battling out. I will say, I think all the teams in his top seven would absolutely take him if he wanted to go. And I don't think their quarterback commits would impact him at all. I'm interested to see if Oregon makes a move here. Colorado, Penn State have hosted him. I would be surprised if either school got him. I'd be surprised if they got him back on campus. Oregon, Florida State, there's just time in December once his season's over for maybe him to go on a tour of, of visits if if that was what he wanted to do before the dead period. We just don't know. He's been fairly quiet about it. So it is uh, – yeah, And I will say that, that Oregon does have Achilles Smith Jr., who is a 6'5", 200-pounder, top-five quarterback in the country and legacy committed. So, like, they may not be in this one. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I, I remember his dad uh, back when he was uh, playing for the Bengals um, all the way back then. So, yeah, um, all these all these guys have kids now, and they're all uh, making us feel old. Matt Leinart Jr. coming up. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. We're both on the same page. LSU, we feel like would land his commitment today, and uh, no pick from us. But it's right January sixth. Yep, long here's, way away. I guess, here's what we're, we're forgetting, Billy. Uh, that. You're asking when do the twists and turns come? Let's he commits somewhere January 6th. He has to go another 12 months until he signs. So yeah, like, we thought Dante Moore was done. Maybe that's he, when the twists come. Who knows? Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, it's fun to be covering recruitment like this. And I will say Bryce really just focuses on what's going on with his season. You know, he got asked some questions after his playoff game last weekend and that's the updates on the Bengal Tiger right now. You can read it. But um, I think his his family very involved with kind of what the plan is, if there are visits coming after the season and things like that. So an intriguing one. Um, and uh, Bryce Underwood is is 
going to be worth um, whatever mint of NIL uh, he deserves and whatever the school he goes to, uh, you know, potentially lines up for him. And maybe if he goes to LSU, he should look at working with our friend Zach Payne, the financial planner uh, with his team at Green State Wealth Management. Zach Payne is a huge LSU supporter um, and wants to give back to LSU football. And that's why uh, when you reach out to him, it's totally free for financial advice on retirement, 401k, um, saving for a big ticket item, whatever you need help with, Zach and his team at Green State Wealth Management can help you achieve your financial goals. So Shay and I are in contact with him all the time uh, and he picks up right away when we call uh, and is a great communicator too, which is important with your financial planning. So give him a ring at 319-358-5632 or email him Zach Payne, Z-A-C-H-P-A-Y-N-E at greenstatewm.org. Shout out to Zach, one of the most loyal uh, members of both the site and uh, the program. We appreciate him. And yes, give him a shout. Like you said, Billy, 319-358-5632 or 319-336-936. He did text us a couple of weeks ago and said some folks have reached out and just keep encouraging others to, again, free to call him and just get a feel for what he does and maybe how he can help you manage your money. Uh, no matter how, like I've said all along, no matter if you're just out of college, whatever it is, it's always a good time. So give him a shout, let him at least walk you through kind of what options there are. And then you take it from there. Appreciate Zach and his support of the podcast and LSU football. Uh, Shay, LSU faces Florida this weekend, an opportunity for not only, uh, I mean, LSU to stay undefeated against Florida since I met my brother-in-law Gator, uh, but uh, LSU to, oh, I, I mean, if LSU wins this year, which I, Florida's down, it is what it is, but if LSU wins this year, it might break them. Um, but LSU is going to host a number of recruits. They've got three home games left. Uh, this is going to be a big run for LSU on visitors, and it's going to be sprinkled out over these next three weekends. LSU Florida is, is a big opportunity to get some commits on campus, and notably, uh, one that is gearing up for a state championship run, and that is LSU linebacker commit Devon Keys. He and the Alito Bearcats start their push for another state championship on Thursday, so he is fitting in his official visit to Baton Rouge this weekend. This is a uh, big one. Um, Alito's obviously, I think they're undefeated, right, Billy? They did not lose a game this season. Yes. Uh, so they play a Thursday night game. So as you noted, everyone's getting going with playoffs around the country. He is going to be able to make the visit this weekend because he's got his Friday night and obviously weekend open. So he said this was the best time for him. And fresh off the press is Billy. That's uh, if you're watching online, uh, that's YouTube Billy out at uh, practice at Alito. He's, you've seen him a number of times in person. Um, he's been great ever since he's been committed. He's been locked in. Uh, and he just shot me a text and said that, uh, this will be his one, his only official visit, and is locked and loaded on signing in December. So uh, you want to build up this linebacker room. And, uh, Billy, I think they actually have a really good linebacker commitment group. Yeah, this is, I, I think, really glossed over by a lot of Tiger fans that that follow recruiting. This linebacker group complements each other well. They've got some upside. They've got some really just polished players. Like Devon Keys 
wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if he was able to find some sort of a role like a Ryan Yates. He's physically developed. He's smart. He's been a multi-year starter and captain. He's played both ways for the Bearcats. He's played high-level football. I mean, he just has done it all. I mean, he's, is he the tallest guy? No, but he's got plus length. He's got physicality, um, works his absolute tail off. So um, this is somebody that could step in early and play snaps, and you probably wouldn't really worry too much about him because he does have that polish. You do have guys like Xavier Atkins who got who has the speed. He's got the athleticism. He's raw. Tylen Singleton needs to keep adding to that frame, but can do a bunch of different things. You've got Collage Cobbins. Uh, this is a really good linebacker class that LSU fans should be uh, really excited about. And um, even, a, you know, while everything is going on with the defensive side, uh, it's still a really good group just overall. Yeah, another guy they've got coming in, Billy, is a, uh, a five-star. And someone who they just flipped, Weston Davis from Texas A&M. Uh, coming in as well as uh, that puts two commitments out of the Lone Star State at offensive line and at offensive tackle, Ori Williams. Uh, both those guys will be in the, for this weekend's game. Um, big visits, Billy, and especially to get Weston back to campus. A&M's got a home game this weekend. A lot of, you know, those A&M guys will be at that game. I think uh, they're going to obviously push with as many home games as A&M has left, maybe just one or two, but trying to get guys on campus Good to see that LSU is getting Weston Davis, their most recent flip, into Baton Rouge, and then get Ori back uh, before uh, the big man signs. They're setting up with a really nice, probably, not maybe, not probably, I think their line class is better than their linebacker class. It might be the best unit they have in the recruiting, in the, the entire recruiting hall in terms of positions. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, adding the depth that they did or are on that offensive line uh, position with Ethan Calloway, Weston Davis, Ori Williams. Um, Kyrie Lee, Joe Cryer. I mean, it's just a group that balances each other out well once again. And so kudos to Brad Davis. He keeps grinding away. And um, look, we'll touch on two guys in Louisiana in a second, but I did want to stick in Texas uh, since we were talking about two guys um, from the Lone Star State coming in that are committed. Uh, and Brad Davis is bringing in another one of the top offensive linemen uh, in the country, and that's Lamont Rogers. Uh, went out and saw him earlier this year and just a really, really talented uh, prospect who uh, has long been high on LSU. He's taken some visits. He's checked out some other schools. Uh, I will say he is part of a Mesquite Horn program that has some LSU friendly folks around it. Um, a lot of people kind of from Louisiana that um, are just around the program, just spending some time with Lamont and, and some of the coaches uh, around there. I've known some of them as head coach for a while. Um, and then they're bringing in Markel Ford as well, one of the top 2026 safeties with them is over at Horn. So Lamont Rogers is coming in, as is a new offer uh, out of Saxe, about 20 minutes from me, uh, Kalik Lockett, uh, who's been on LSU's radar since early January. Cortez Hankton has gone and seen him a couple times when they've been able to evaluate players. And he's coming in this weekend for his first visit, fresh off an offer. So I really like Kalik. I think this is uh, one opportunity that uh, LSU can really make the most of. Yeah, Kalik is a guy who shot up their list in a big way. His high school teammate plays at Michigan. That's one connection they have, uh, obviously, but he's been up there three times already. So LSU makes the offer, quickly get him to campus. He's only a junior, so you've got a lot of time there. And I know that he has shot to the top of LSU's board. So they've got DeCorian Moore, a five-star committed at receiver for next year. 
they've got a what four star top 300 prospect uh, potential number one player number one recruit uh wide receiver recruit in louisiana and teron francis committed and then you if you can go into east if you can go into texas and get a guy like Khalid lockett you're selling guys like bryce underwood on elite talent joining them in the class and we're about to talk about a couple more guys but uh 2025 which means these juniors uh, 2024 recruiting we're wrapping it up we're nearing the early signing day 2025 recruiting is ramping up in a hurry uh, and we're seeing some dominoes fall and andrew marsh uh, an elite wide out from from texas is he told me a while ago he's coming in for lsu florida we haven't gotten the double confirmation but pretty sure he is uh still locked into uh come this weekend so we'll be keeping an eye on that if if his schedule allows it's playoffs like, in texas it's playoffs. i like how long you've been in texas that you describe like mesquite and like lsu people like everyone's like a buddy garrity or something like it's just like you've got this whole texas uh friday night lights thing going now oh it is first of all best best movie best movie best football movie friday night lights that in the program right there so i go friday night lights the series over the movie you like the series over the movie i think the series kind of it it wore on me later later in it it kind of like little cheesy no football there's no football these kids would like leave go on like benders for like a week and a half and then show up on the next friday and play again don't talk about tim reagan's like that jesus i I mean he brought saracen along um anyway uh let's get back to the boot um and and uh highlight two very important prospects that are going to make return trips this weekend to lsu and one is harlem barry the number one running back in the country um He's going to be on campus, as is James Simon, a four-star running back in the class of 2025, uh, knocking on the door of the top 100. These are two big-time prospects for LSU that to get them around, once again, is is just um, uh, it's just a great thing to see. Well, I mean, so we've talked about if you're selling a guy like Bryce Underwood, the number one quarterback, the number one player in America – that he can be surrounded by guys like Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas and elite running backs. You go out and you get two top 10 running backs who are both in Louisiana, uh, but obviously Harlem Baring being the number one running back in the country. And then James Simon, we've got him ranked as the number eight running back in the country on on three. And then you're saying, oh, we've got you a five-star Decorian Moore. We've got you a four-star in Teron Francis. We're bringing in guys each weekend, like we just talked about with Kalika Lockett who are top 20 receivers nationally, who are putting on big junior seasons. And then knowing what Brad Davis, you just talked about Lamont Rogers. We're going three classes in a row now where you can argue the O-line hall was as good as any position they got there. This offense is clicking right now on the field. It will keep doing that because they're bringing in elite talent on that side of the ball. No question about it. It's all just, Building towards this push for Bryce Underwood. I mean, that is really, really the goal here. And so um, we'll see uh, how things go on January 6th for LSU. But they are setting up very well in the class of 2025. We'll have a lot more on visitors for LSU this weekend for the Florida game. Uh, We're expecting plenty to roll on in. So be sure to subscribe to the Bengal Tiger. Just a dollar for your first month. So check us out there. uh, And we'll have all the details on visitors coming in this weekend. And Shay, we like to take care of our uh, family at uh, the Bengal Tiger. And that's why we've partnered with HelloFresh. And they've got some of the best meals you could find out there. 
Uh, very easy to use. I know you're an all-star member. Basically, we'll talk about that. But the holidays are right around the corner, and HelloFresh can help take the stress out of dinner or any meal, we'll find out, by delivering everything you need to cook up tasty meals right to your door, saving you tons of time. It's the number one meal kit in America. It's uh, like I said, we're diamond, platinum, whatever the highest level is, we're there. Uh, we've confirmed it through the company. It's been there since the start, really. Um, and I will say they have not dropped off. I've been, again, I've been with HelloFresh for years. They just continue to keep getting better in terms of what they offer. The reliability is always there. If your box shows up late, you tell them, they send you it, they credit you right back, get your money, you'll get your new box next week, or they'll send a new one out right away. Uh, I'm not having to ad read here. I'm telling you, I, I, I live it. I cook HelloFresh at my house three nights a week. Uh, we order a box and it comes with three meals. Uh, usually we'll have a little bit of leftovers for lunch the next day for one of us, but um, I, it's my go-to. And again, I've said, you go to the grocery store, I will leave with so much waste by the end of the week that I'm just like, okay, I got to toss this, got to toss this, this, or I go to cook and I don't have this powder. I don't have that. Everything comes in there. All you need is some salt and pepper, some butter. You're good to go. I am a massive HelloFresh fan. So yeah, get, try it out. I promise you won't be disappointed. Everybody who I've told to get on HelloFresh has done it. Nobody's complained. And the holidays are pretty crazy, Shay. You know, family coming in or this or that. And that's why you could choose from you know 45 different weekly recipes and 100 different picks of meals. And they can also take you know 15-minute meals that you can knock out really quickly. That could be a nice little crowd pleaser for the fam uh, coming in town. So, look, people are going to be up early, you know, beat you up maybe, Got have a few uh, cocktails the night before. So make it easy on them. And get breakfast taken care of, too. And that's why when you go to HelloFresh.com slash TigersFree and use code TigersFree for free breakfast for life. That's one breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash TigersFree using that code TigersFree. Check out America's number one meal kit and now get breakfast included. Shay, we head towards the final stretch run of this podcast. And look, every single week we've talked about this push to get some of these AM commits to come over to the LSU side of things. They flipped Weston Davis, but there are still some guys that are out there. Draylon Miller is a former commitment. Terry Bussey, still very much a target. Gabriel Relliford. What's the latest on these guys and the push to bring them back to Baton Rouge? Yeah, I'm still on wait, kind of in wait and see mode. I mean, Draylon decommitted for, and it looked like LSU right away, and then it wasn't, and, and then he was back at AM's campus, and then he went on a visit to Colorado. Now it looks like he'll be back at AM this weekend, then USC the next weekend, then LSU for the AM game. Um, Terry Bussey probably will be back for the AM game. I know Gabe Relifer has already told on three and Sam Spiegelman that he'll do. A&M this weekend, LSU weekend, or LSU for the Texas LSU game at the end of the year. So to me, beyond flipping Weston, and I know you can throw in, look, they've got a lot of O-linemen committed, but you've been in uh, recruiting guys like uh, Blake Ivey for a long time. Like, did they get back into the fold and visit for that A&M game? I'm putting really everything that I'm watching right now on 
the that front of those group of Aggies. Uh, and you can throw Dominic McKinley in there. He's from Louisiana. He's committed to AM. I don't think LSU's gonna end up getting him. So I'm not really including him in my conversation, but it hinges on <clears throat> LSU winning out because you'd like LSU to be have a chance at a 10 uh, 10 win season for two years, first two years of the Brian Kelly era. AM continually to stumble. I mean, again, if they are losing, that is going to be the cloud and the noise around the program really grows uh, and the clouds get much darker and guys like Draylon, I think are more likely to end up elsewhere. So those are two things I'm watching. And then it's, Hey, what, who does come in for that LSU A&M game weekend? How does it go? And do they follow it up with any official visits or anything like that with a couple of these guys like Relaford? Um, that will tell me a lot going forward, but I'm still, I, I'm with you, Billy. We've talked about this a lot. Just, one-on-one they may get Draylon they may not if they don't they'll go to the portal and get a receiver or they'll get a guy like Courtney Crutchfield who we'll talk about in a moment who I think really is kind of leaning towards Missouri but they're not just going Draylon or bust they've got other options so we'll see how it unfolds I just think for LSU right now the important thing is winning and again people ask me all the time well who's going to be next to flip who's going to be next to flip I don't know. I, if if I were to have to pick another AM commit off that list, they have the best shot at it, I'd save Gabe Relaford. But again, I want to see if he makes it down for that game. And then does he do an official visit with his family? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, and they're doing exactly what you would want them to do, Shay, which is you know push for these guys uh, to not end up in College Station, especially a guy like Gabe Relaford from Louisiana. So covered it well. LSU's not done, uh, you know, trying to go after other SEC program commits. Uh, we did see Courtney Crutchfield back off his commitment to Arkansas, and Charleston Collins, a familiar name for those recruitniks who have been following this class for years now, um, is very much open to meeting with other programs. He's still committed to the Razorbacks, but um, LSU working to get Courtney Crutchfield on campus. He's a versatile prospect who's ranked as a wide receiver. It makes a lot of sense there, um, but just another guy to kind of monitor down the stretch here. Yeah, I like, I like what LSU's doing here by reaching out to Crutchfield because you've got a fourth wide receiver spot available. If Draylon Miller wants it, then commit. But we're going to keep recruiting other guys if if they're guys we like. And when a guy like Courtney Crutchfield comes back into the fold, he's someone that you go after. He's a border state kid. He had visited before. He was interested in the program. Uh, Missouri's got a lot of buzz. I think they missed on Ryan Wingo, so it was kind of like who's up next at receiver for them. Uh, obviously, they've had some nice production at receiver uh, this year uh, with Luther Burden and uh, how that offense has played. But it's – as of right now, Crutchfield and uh, Charleston Collins, who's a D lineman, maybe an even certainly an important position of need for him, considering they only have two committed, uh, would be coming in for that AM weekend. I will note 
They're both from Pine Bluff. Charleston Collins is still committed to Arkansas. So not didn't decommit, but he's at least keeping his options open. He visited Ole Miss and uh, then we'll take in LSU at the end of the month. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued to see really what happens with Charleston Collins. I mean, he's a bell cow, can't let him leave the state type of prospect for Arkansas. And, you know, whenever, he's the number one player in Arkansas. He's the number one player in Arkansas. They got to have him regardless of who the coach is. And it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Uh, Randall Joyner, the Ole Miss defensive line coach, has recruited him for a long time, just like LSU has. And um, Sam Spiegelman put in a flip pick actually for the uh, Rebels to flip him. I think that's a little early uh, for for my liking, just because again, Arkansas is going to make him such a massive priority, no matter what happens there um, in Fayetteville with Sam Pittman and just that staff in general. But he is listening, and LSU should be taking their swing at this guy. He is really, really good. We've always been big uh, Charlie Collins fans uh, on this podcast, so we're going to be watching him very closely. And then they need D lineman, Billy. I mean, yeah, that too. if it's not him or Gabe Relaford, and I know Sean Washington's a Juco guy who's someone that we think will probably end up in the class um, coming as a bounce back, uh, going to Georgia, gone, went to Juco in Mississippi, and now is going to bounce back to an FBS program. He's got an offer. That would be a D lineman you could add. But at the high school ranks, this is what you need. Like, keep going after guys like Charleston Collins, keep going after Relaford. And, see what happens on signing day. I mean, you, you can potentially come away with at least one of them. That's a win for you because right now you're stuck at two. No question about it. And as LSU makes this push up for the final pieces to this recruiting class, you're going to need to take some edge off with our friends at Rogue Shop. RogueShop.com, the Bengal Tigers home for legal CBD, THC, and more. You can use that promo code BANGLETIGER for 10% off your order. Richard and Char, they run the show over there, always on the live chat at rogueshop.com to help you through your buying process. What do you need? What can they you know, help you navigate in terms of getting your dose right? All those things, whether it's gummies, uh, the pain cream, which I'm still on, uh, the pre-rolls, the tinctures, all those things. Rogue Shop hooks it up for Bengal Tiger subscribers day in and day out. I have uh, still been on weekly update. You can just kind of copy and paste this in each week. I am still on the nightly gummies, still working perfect. Um, no complaints, waking up, feeling very rested, energized to an extent to where I'm ready to roll. I'm not rolling around in the middle of the night. I do have, uh, it depends on the night, at least one dog is sleeping in the bed. Uh, making me uncomfortable to some point. Don't notice it. So um, yes, the the I don't know which dosage you should be on. That's why Char is there. When you get on RogueShop.com, she'll pop up in the chat and chat with you and walk you through it. But uh, my nighttime uh, sleep gummies are the absolute best. And I bring them everywhere. So I'm not ever short on sleep. There you go. Check them out. RogueShop.com. Promo code BengalTiger for 10% off your order. Shay, let's uh, end the podcast with this. LSU drops last week's game to Bama. Obviously, Jaden Daniels gets knocked out. All those things happen. Do you think that they've tweaked a little bit in terms of what they're going to end up targeting in the portal? Or is it status quo? They're going to have to find a little bit more defensive line help. Definitely helping the secondary. 
where do you think some of the big needs are for LSU going into transfer portal season, which opens December 4th? Yeah, I think it just depends on who's coming back really and who's not. Obviously, if you could, maybe you might need a wide receiver, um, but you're really deep at positions like O-line, running back. Um, I could see them taking a quarterback as an insurance policy um, because if Nussmeyer gets hurt, you're at Ricky Collins. He's never he's played in one college game ever. It was the end of the Grambling State game this year. So I, certainly if they're in the quarterback chase for a guy, that wouldn't surprise me. That's not a knock on Nussmeyer. It's the reality of you do not want to be a snap away from having to play. For instance, right now, Jaden being hurt, Thank goodness you got Nuss. If not, you'd be talking about Ricky Collins this weekend and what that would mean to the rest of the season. And what if you were undefeated or only had a loss? Like you'd want more insurance than that. But yeah, I'm with you. I would think it's DB. And then can which do all these D linemen come back? Do you need to add some more pieces? Who can you go out there and grab? Because for me, I've heard the number would be around five, six transfer portal guys. That tells me they, they're they done doing the debt. Like, we're getting a bunch of guys for depth. We're signing six D linemen, and, we're you know, four of them are going to be backups. No, go out there and get a starter. Like, go get impact players. And I think that's what they're looking for in the portal this time with the heavy focus right now, Billy. 26 high school commits. You could end up with 27, 28, 29. I think the max would be 30. But a much bigger shift from – okay, we're signing high school guys, we're developing them, and we're just using the portal to fill needs and take big impact players. Yeah, and of note with the portal this year, uh, it has shrunk. This December window will not run through the um, college football playoff and New Year's Six and things like that. Or, well, I guess it will um, bleed a little bit into 2024, but it's a 30-day window, uh, which starts December 4th. So um, it won't go all the way into the college football playoff and coaches convention and things like that. So a um, little bit of a tweak there. Uh, it's the same 15-day window in the spring that'll come. Um, I think it's May 1 to May 15th. So um, look, LSU, they've navigated, I think, the portal very well. I said this on the uh, – I was on our friend uh, Jordy Collada's show. I said they've navigated the portal fairly well, and I'm going to bet on them to do well in that regard once again like you can sit there and say oh they you know the secondary and it hasn't panned out with deuce chestnut and this guy and that guy and denver harris this but more often than not they've been able to bring in successful guys at the corner position in particular so i i like what their overall success rate has been on the portal they need to find maybe a difference maker on the defensive line that would really help make things better um, they missed on a couple last year, at least they offered. And then, you know, whatever happened, happened. But um, that would be the key thing for me. If you can find one of those difference-making defensive linemen in the transfer portal, that that would really go a long way, I think, long-term. Totally with you. And it'd be nice to have a Jared Verse or someone like that, that you pop out of some school and he stays two years and ends up being a top-ten pick and wreaks havoc on everybody. But uh, we'll have plenty of time to talk uh, about the portal and when it opens, which is in December. So we're still a month away. Uh, quickly, Billy, before we check out, it is a signing day for a lot of sports, basketball being one of them. Uh, Curtis Givens and um, Robert Miller III both signed. They were LSU's two commitments in basketball for Matt McMahon and company. They both signed. Hey, that's a big deal. 
One's the number 53 overall player in the country in Givens, and then Robert Miller III is a top 50 player. Matt McMahon and staff, now that the NCAA cloud is not looming over your recruiting, they're popping guys. This is what you have to do. Go get top 100 players. They've gotten two of them now. Yeah, and uh, you know Matt McMahon making some waves with with those two guys when they you know committed. Robert Miller was a true battle with Texas. It ends up going LSU's way. Um, they were able to kind of outlast some things there. And then Curtis Givens, kind of the same thing with Memphis, a Memphis kid uh, who ends up you know inking with LSU now, and that's huge. You know, I, I think for for them to kind of get this roster in in the right direction, they've got to land some elite prospects when it comes to the high school ranks. It can't just kind of be supplementing each year, things like that. Um, It's just kind of a, you're taking a risk with the portal. You're also taking risks with high school guys, but when you land guys of this talent, you feel a little bit better about it overall. So um, Curtis Givens can really go as a point guard. A lot of teams wanted him. Um, I'm really high on him. And uh, if he adjusts well to the college life, it wouldn't shock me to see him, you know, be that guy early on that they can really lean on and, um, you know, have a lot of success with. So um, nice day for Matt McMahon, uh, no doubt about it. Yeah, and then uh, Kim Mulkey, obviously, they sent the number in class last year. She's got an early commit from Jada Richard. Uh, she's already signed. So back-to-back years, they sign the number one player in Louisiana. And uh, I know LSU lost their opener, but Michaela Williams, the number one player in Louisiana, showed why she went off. She's an absolute beast. So, um, but Pay attention, Bengal Tiger. One dollar. Matty B's got all the scoop. He's there's a lot really still does. going on on the women's side. We'll see what happens on the men's side, and then obviously you've got another signing period in the spring. So long way to go as basketball season gets rolling right now, Billy. This is this is the week. Teams are playing week games one and two. The crossover week. Uh, shout out uh, to uh, our our buddy Will Wade for also beating VCU. So I know that one uh, meant a lot, or at least his yeah, team. You actually coach at least, at least his team. At least his team. So yeah, anyways, he was uh, there in spirit. Yeah, yeah, no question. So um, with that, we'll wrap up this edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll catch you next week. Lots to go over as LSU has a big recruiting weekend ahead. The LSU Florida. Subscribe to the Bengal Tiger YouTube channel. Over 5,000 now subscribers, so appreciate all you guys that do that. And subscribe to TheBengalTiger.com. Just a dollar for your first month. Check us out. For Shay Dixon, I'm Billy Ambadi. We'll catch you next week.